Lock it up. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar app, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the Line Star app, it is me, it is Scott Bogman, it is you, and we're recapping week seven and hot taking week eight right here, courtesy of the Line Star app, the greatest ever, all time, the greatest DFS tool site in the history of the universe. Go get that Line Star app right now. Drop everything, unless you're holding like a child, in which case, don't do that. Don't drop <laughs> or a glass. Don't, you know, it's a weird expression when you think about it. Drop everything. So don't drop anything. But drop everything that you can and go. Well, get it doesn't that actually mean app. physically drop everything. It means oh, it uh, you know, Every time I heard that, I would just drop whatever I had, like a oh, cereal really? bowl. I would just drop it if I heard a commercial. Cereal drop everything. Bowl, baby dishes, glasses, anything. You just drop it. Yeah, I would just drop it. But I, I see now, in retrospect, that's probably not. I mean, if a cop is yelling "drop it" at you, you should probably drop it. But other this than that, when, when when people <laughs> say "drop it." Uh, they mean stop what you're doing and uh, what and if Snoop Dogg was yelling thing. at me to drop it? Should I drop it like it's hot? Yeah, you should. Yes. OK, well, there you go. All right. And uh, Scott Bogdan here with you. Obviously, the two of us are going to go through the week that was and look ahead a little bit. We've got some fun stuff going on. Two is going to make his start this week his debut in the NFL against. Uh, well, his debut as a starter anyway against uh, Justin Herbert. So that's going to be fun. Your Pittsburgh Steelers still undefeated, going to take on the Ravens. So we'll get to all that. But first, let's take a look back at the week that was. And, um, you know, let's start with that million-dollar lineup, which on FanDuel, of course, it had Tyler Lockett in it. Basically, you had to have Tyler Lockett. And everybody was concerned, including us. When this game got moved to Sunday night, we said, oh, no, is it going to come off the main slate? Well, it stayed. And Tyler Lockett was brilliant. (laughs) 15 catches in this one, 200 yards and three touchdowns. You had to have Tyler Lockett to get close to any of the big time tournaments. Cause uh, the, it was just it was 45 points on the half PPR. My God. And uh, Devonte Adams was kind of right there with him. He had 38 Adams was chalk this week. It was the good chalk. And uh, Kyler Murray was the good chalk. He was in this lineup, but the difference maker here was fading of running backs bogs. And it had Gio Bernard and James Robinson. Bernard, obviously the uh, later edition of the week when Mixon was out and Robinson with the big bounce back game. And he was just 5% owned in this contest. And I give all 5.2% of those people credit because guess what? Uh, I wasn't touching Robinson because it had been so bad the last three weeks. I so, benched him in a in a. Well, yeah, that's my question. Week. Is he back now? Is, is, is that no, it? I'm not going to okay. sit here and say that he's back to anyone. I mean, I, I think what we know now is that he is capable of a big week at any point. We really didn't think he was going to be very successful against the Chargers, but this this Jacksonville offense is not, you know, it is not foolproof. We know that. So uh, I, I'm not I'm not excited to put Robinson out there on a week to week basis, but know that he can he can produce at any point. I would say that yeah, that is fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this <laughs> this lineup had Hopkins in it, too, who, you know, despite the fumble, still put up 19 points. Also, Christian Kirk was in this lineup, 18 points for him. He's had a nice little run recently, too, has, catching yeah. some touchdowns. He's been explosive. I, again, is against Dallas and Seattle, but still 
the two NFL. worst pass defenses yeah. I may have ever seen in my life. It's pretty bad. They're now, terrible. Another good chalk that we were on was the Kansas City Chiefs defense. We were all over that. We talked about the Broncos being a turnover machine this year. That was good. They scored 24 points. That's a lot of points there uh, from a defense. So if you faded Buffalo and you went with us there on that one, you did okay. Uh, Alvin Kamara was a disappointment. There's no doubt about it. Without the touchdown, yeah. it was a disappointment. He had 18 yeah, and a half points. Both my touchdown picks, Joe. Both of them. I know. You, you went goose egg this days. Oh. They had they had great days, but didn't get in the end zone. Kamara had a ton of yards combined. Uh, Galladay had over 100 receiving, and but neither of them got in the end zone. And that's two weeks Hawkinson in a row for Galladay. Two weeks in a row for Galladay where he was really good, but no touchdown. That's yeah. infuriating. Uh, I'll, I'll also take the hit on uh, DK Metcalf. He had just three points, even though he had the highlight reel of the century. Oh. Uh, well, so. he should have had the walk-off touchdown, too. He should have. Through that low block. So He should have. Tyler Lockett got everything. Uh, Kareem Hunt was good. He had 17. Tyler Boyd was good. 22 from him. Uh, so some good things there. No doubt about that. John Jay Swift was okay. Uh, I'm glad we were on Murray, though, too, because Murray was another dude that, you know, people don't realize. I don't know if you realize right now, boys and girls, but Murray's the number one quarterback in fantasy in terms of scoring. So, I mean, he just controls so much of his own destiny with the point total. You have to really consider him. Um, and it should be more with Drake out. Like it should. Know, they're gonna run Chase Edmonds a bunch, but Kyler Murray is gonna take those shots. And they were even mm-hmm. talking about it on uh you know during the broadcast, talking about how Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury said that uh he needs him to not run as much, but it you can't take that ability away from him because he's a playmaker. So it's kind of a double edged sword he's running there, but I expect Kyler Murray to uh, do a little bit more with his legs, even than he has been doing so far. Yeah, A.J. Brown was very good, too. Another guy we were on very much. Six receptions for 153 to touchdown. He had 24 points, so good day for him. So it was some pluses and minuses here. Overall, eh, not a great week. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, we always keep it real here on the show. I think my top lineup was about was 156. That's, eh, you know, that's not, not going to get much done here. So we got to really, you know, put the nose to the grindstone, come back and and do it all again. Uh, Also, obviously, another week where some surprising uh, wins and losses. Now, I haven't looked yet. Have you tabulated last week's uh, showing for us from uh, from picks or we still work in progress? And how did we do on there? Because I would imagine not great either. I imagine this was kind of like a meh. Another because uh, it's upset. not as bad as you think. Okay, uh, the uh, against the spread, you were six and seven. That was the worst uh, of of any of us. Oh, we were uh, pretty good. I'm looking at it now. Down yeah, the 10 I was and nine three and straight up. Woo. Yeah, you, you were ten and three straight up. I was nine and four straight up because I picked the stupid Bears who couldn't move the ball. Uh, and then uh, I was nine and four against the spread as well. And I was seven and six. Finally, over five hundred on the over unders. You were eight and five. Oh, so I still cry. I I own. Over-unders are my bitch this year. <laughs> I own the over and the under. You cannot get around You're me. almost 20 games up. You're 54 and 37 oh. right now. And I'm uh, I'm 57 and 38 against the spread. So uh, we're, yeah, we're doing terrific. pretty well on those. Every week, listen to me for over-unders, Bogman <laughs> against the spread, and you're winning money. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy right now. Um, but some good games. Look, the Pittsburgh-Tennessee game was great. I know for you. I'm sure you didn't enjoy the fourth quarter all that much, but you got the, the whole second half, three points in the second half. That was pathetic. And uh, the, the offensive play calling I, was making yeah. me rip my hair out. 
As a Patriots wow. fan, I was miserable. It was the worst game I've seen in 30 years as a Patriots fan. Ooh. And uh, Seattle, Arizona was entertaining. Uh, I was entertained by the Washington game with Dallas <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the wrong reasons. And the Jets covered. I knew they would cover. I said it on the show. Buffalo's not that you good. Know, they can't you run know, the football. It- not really that the jets covered joe it's that the bills didn't cover i think that is more of the statement on that right it has to be well that number is 19 this week so i don't know you know we'll see when we get to friday what that looks like and if you if you don't already subscribe to the show that way on friday you get when the wagering show drops on thursdays our dfs preview but uh oh look uh the you know, there was there was good and bad, mixed bag, Cincinnati and Cleveland, also another uh, very amusing game. What, what do you make of Herbert, who, since he's taken over, by the way, he's the sixth fantasy scoring quarterback since he's taken over. Joe Burrow with another huge day. It feels like the kids are kind of taking over right now. Yeah, I mean, with Herbert specifically, I think the thing with him was you watch his college film and some of it's impressive, but some of it is very unimpressive. It's a mixed bag. And the big thing coming into the NFL for him was working on, on his confidence. And he seemed super confident during the whole draft process. He was loud. He was in charge. He was in people's faces. And I think he's kind of brought that type of a swagger to the NFL with him because that was a knock on him. I think it put a chip on his shoulder. So you've seen him playing well, I feel like, because of that. He's still going to have ups and downs. You know, we saw him almost beat the Chiefs, and then the next week play terribly. But this week against the Jaguars was, you know, the Jaguars, the Jets, those are slump busters, you know. Well, uh, and here, here's a question, too. You know, some people will say, well, Herbert's been so good, and, you know, he's taking the, the you know, he's basically taking advantage of good matchups. But I want to give the good credit because I've watched him quite a bit. And I've been pretty impressed overall. I mean, Keenan Allen certainly helped. And my goodness, he's made Keenan Allen relevant again, which has been great. But I feel like, you know, Herbert actually, he's he's far exceeded my expectations. But I'm cautiously optimistic that despite there being more film on him the rest of the season, that, you know, he will still be pretty good. I mean, you know, we, we can say he's taking advantage of uh, bad teams here, but uh, that was really just Jacksonville. They they lost New Orleans, but only by three in New Orleans. Great mm-hmm. performance there. Uh, well, their defense everybody is knows. very good. No offense. I mean, you know. But everybody knows Tampa Bay's defense is good. In the week True. before they uh, annihilated Aaron Rodgers, uh, Herbert and the, the Chargers went in and put 31 points on those guys. So, uh, you know, I, I think he's been much better than expected and very impressive this year. So. Uh, his price is going to have to start coming up pretty soon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so look, you know, overall in the wagering, like we said, pretty good there. Uh, we certainly got some of the big things right, that's for sure. DFS side, you know, uh, the Camaro we thought was the good chalk. It was had he had the touchdown, it would have been much better. The touchdown really would have changed the dynamic a little bit. But you can't get under eighteen points when your salary is nine. You just can't. You're just too tied in there. Uh, Logan Thomas was good. That was good. Darren Fells was not. I'll take. So you get Logan Thomas. I'll take the L on Darren Fells without a doubt there on that one. But um, look, overall, mixed bag, more good than bad, but still, you know, not good enough. However, it's three weeks in a row now. I'm making a comeback here in this touchdown. I know. So Uh I'm just. You know, after getting spanked for a month by you, <laughs> all of a sudden, I guess we got the film on Scott Bogman, and now I know what's up. 
Yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently, you know, all my plays are slant plays over the middle, and you start spying that <laughs> linebacker. So. Yeah. It's it's Madden. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I got I got to do a better job at that. I mean, like I said, I, I keep picking guys that have decent yards weeks, but then don't get into the end zone. So, uh, I except for I think I picked Juju in his really, really bad week one, uh, a couple weeks ago, but Claypool got in the end zone four times. Who was supposed to know at that point? But I, I got I got a good feeling about week eight here. So well, uh, let's start I, it. Let's do it. Let's right. let's go. Let's, let's go. transition. It's week eight, and let's talk about your Steelers and Ravens because that's the game right there. Deontay Johnson was great. I am miserable because I have him everywhere, and I didn't start him because, uh, frankly, after Claypool and Juju and all this, I was like, ah, I don't know what's going to happen. I know in the black book this week you reassured me this is Deontay Johnson. He's in. He's he is viable. So are you going to this well against the Ravens this week? Um, yeah, I, I think, I think Deontay Johnson is a okay start. I, I think he's probably not going to be, he, he's going to be a little too expensive for me to want to start him going up against Marlon Humphrey. So I think that Deontay will get Humphrey since Deontay has been the, uh, you know, most impressive problem for the Steelers. So I think I would rather pay up for Juju or Claypool this week against the Ravens than I would pay up for Deontay. But uh, I, it's hard to it's hard for me to sit here and tell you no on Deontay because he has been so good and he's clearly the first option that Ben is looking for on most plays. So well, what do you do with these two defenses? I mean, because these are the top five defenses in the league right now, the Steelers and Ravens. So, you know, we could check out the total and stuff, but are you fading this game generally speaking in DFS because of the total, or is this gonna be one of these ones that kind of surprise that we talked about last week? We're like, you know what? We think this Tennessee Pittsburgh total is going to surprise, and it did. Do you think this is the same kind of case here, where I won't say you take the defenses and you throw them out the window, but maybe this is going to be a higher scoring game than people realize? I don't. I don't think it's going to be. I th- I think this is going to be a low scoring affair because when both these teams are good, I think what you want to do is run the ball on the other team and keep the ball out of Lamar's hands, out of Ben's hands and wear down that defense. So I think that's going to be the strategy for both these teams coming in. Uh, you've been better at the over-unders than I have this year, obviously. But um, that, that's how I kind of see this game playing Well, out. the number's 46 and a half, just to give you an idea. Yeah, I know it's low, but uh, I, I could I could see it playing to around that number or even lower. I mean, we've seen some real classic slug out 10 to 3, 7 to 6, you know, uh, games between the Ravens and <clears throat> Ravens and Steelers here. And I think we're going to get kind of a return to that type of a game. Uh, finally, it hasn't really been last year. It wasn't a rivalry. They just beat the crap out of us. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that's what happens when you lose Ben Roethlisberger and you have Mason Rudolph playing. So, um, and, and before it was, uh, you know, Lamar taking over Joe Flacco was kind of a joke. Uh, and, and the Steelers were pounding Joe Flacco. Uh, into the ground the last few years. So I, I think in this one, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a low scoring affair. It's going to be a nice, nasty slug out game that I get to sleep an extra hour for because Arizona doesn't do daylight savings. So. <laughs> yeah, that whole, that whole thing. Ugh. And you know what? <laughs> you tell the Ravens are really getting desperate here to get somebody in for, uh, for some wide receiver help because they brought Des Bryant in and signed him to the practice squad. So <laughs> Only in 2020, my friend. We got an AB signing and a Des Bryant signing in the same week. I mean, all right. So the next game here, we got the Dolphins. So we've got Tua 
against the Rams and the Rams are always an inconsistent team. Um, look, the Monday night football game was terrible. I hate, Oh God. Having to watch that, it's like I, I couldn't watch it straight through. I had to keep flipping. It, around. it was more on the Bears' offense, I think, than it yeah, was. Yeah, it was. Look, Goff did a good job of spreading the ball around, but they were infuriating from a fantasy standpoint. I mean, Robert Woods makes the most of whatever he gets, but I don't know, man. Like, I can't Darryl pick Henderson, a running back. I lost. Can't pick a running back. A point in one of my season long leagues because Daryl Henderson couldn't get ten more yards. Right, you know, or, just, or he didn't get frustrating. The, or Malcolm Brown got the touchdown instead of yeah, Brown. yeah, exactly. That's what happened? Brown got the touchdown, so vultured it uh, from my guy here. So uh, that was annoying. But yeah, I'm not. The the Rams are a big question mark every single week. You you, you would like to say they're in play uh, against the Dolphins. Dolphins defense has been improved from what it was last year, but not much better. And I'm I'm gonna lay off picking any Dolphins obviously this week. But I want to see what the rapport is like. You know, uh, there's always like Robbie Anderson was way better whenever Sam Darnold was out there. So there's always a better rapport with uh, a quarterback. It may still be Parker, but he may love throwing a Gesicki and not Preston Williams or vice versa. Uh, he may love dumps, dump offs to the, the running back. So maybe Gaskin gets a little more involved or Breida gets more involved. So we'll just have to see how this offense changes with Tua. So. Uh, I'm with you, Joe. I'm a lay off the Dolphins this week. And if you're starting someone from the Rams, it's Goff. And that's probably maybe uh, Robert Woods, Bobby Trees, as he's been called on the uh, the ITL. <laughs> and I, and uh, I apologize pod, but, uh, if I earlier misspoke. I, I saw L.A. and I immediately think Chargers and I get excited. But I forgot it's the Rams. <laughs> and I have the inverse effect. Despite the fact that the Rams have more wins, I am more excited about the Chargers. That's what I'm excited about in L.A. Because, you know, I, I want to see fantasy stuff. That's what I want. The Rams are Absolutely infuriating. All right, speaking of infuriating, the Jets are 0-7, taking on the 6-1 Chiefs in Kansas City. 19 and a half is the number. Hot take right now. The uh the Jets no, can uh, cover no. this. No. no, they can't. No. Really? They can't. They're gonna lose by yeah. 20? Yep. It's wow. a lot. It's the it's the Chiefs and the Jets. I mean, the only way they cover this to me is a backdoor cover in the fourth quarter when all the Chiefs are benched and the the Jets starters are playing a little bit better, but no, I, you know, look, Buffalo was struggling and that's why they didn't cover the 12. It, if it had been seven and a half or eight, they still would have hit it. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, I think I'm definitely taking the Chiefs. The, the Jets are just one of the more pathetic teams I've ever witnessed in my life. So <laughs> and I've watched a lot of football. So I'll tell you uh, what, you know, man, the Patriots are closer to the Jets than they are to the playoffs after watching them last week. They were bad. Yeah. They're like, I think that can be that could be fixed with Cam Newton. Like Cam Newton could have a great day and you know, the majority of that could, could and those worries could go away, but there's nothing you know, for, for the jets. I mean, you know, it's just a huge number, dude. It's just, huge. it is. It is. I, I three scores. <laughs> I might be more confident in it because I'm, you know, used to seeing the, the lines on college football games and talking about those as well. And, you know, you got Ohio state was just a 26 and a half point favorite. Uh, this last week, you know what I mean? So uh, th those lines are much bigger, but I have all confidence that the Chiefs will beat the Jets by at least 20 points. Well, I'll tell you what, Chiefs defense is going to be highly owned, I, I imagine. Um, I haven't even looked at their top of the board quite yet, but they're definitely going to be up there. And, um, you know, what's tough about the Chiefs, the same thing we've always been saying, which is, you know, they're they're very expensive. And look, take last week as an example. Travis Kelsey was expensive and he didn't deliver. He fell woefully short on tight end day, no less. 
And that's what makes the <laughs> Chiefs so tough. Like, you can have Mahomes by himself. Uh, this is going to be the Le'Veon Bell game too, right? He's going to get a little opportunity here. How many carries do you think Le'Veon Bell – or let me say how many touches do you think Le'Veon Bell gets in this game against the Jets? Uh, I'll say around 13, 14, somewhere in that neighborhood. Does he? Wow, that's a lot. First game really in an offense. Does he get a touchdown? You think he gets the hand him the ball at the goal line? Um, just so he can spike it in Adam Gates's face. You know what? Yeah, yeah, I think he does. I and I think this was one of the things that was uh on his radar. He wanted to be on a team that played the Jets this year. So yeah, I, I think uh, I think he does score. Yeah, well, and they also happens to be the Super Bowl champions. You know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, oh yeah, oh they play the Jets too. Okay, good, but I like a Super Bowl ring and some more money, please. Um, but you know, Mims came back for the Jets first game back. He had some moments there, and well, Michael P. Not Ryan, bad. I'm not. I'm not ready to start him in DFS, but, no, but not no, bad. No, no, no. no, no. But that's um, uh, keep an eye out. Getting yeah, um, it's getting better. Out. You know, for the Jets. There's also no Crowder this week. So we'll we'll see if Crowder comes back and gets all the catches again, like he usually does. Right. Which typically, and he should. I want him to. Uh, Vikings (laughs) at Packers. So the Vikings here are coming off a bye. I mean, their season's basically done already. They're one in five facing the Packers. But who knows? I mean, my guess is they'll come out and they'll be competitive and then they'll, you know, blow it like they always do. That just seems to be the MO there. If Aaron Jones is out again, you want to go back to Williams because Williams certainly had a hell of a DFS game. He looked great last week. I mean, the price is going to be a little higher, but not much. Yeah, I mean, I think I do. You know, the uh, the the I almost call them the twins. The Vikings are <laughs> uh, they're OK at stopping the run, but uh, they're still giving up 127 yards a game. So I, th- I think I'm with Jamal Williams should Aaron Jones be a no go again for sure. And Cook's supposed to be healthy for this one, too, theoretically. Right. We're getting Dalvin um, Cook. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be. I mean, the Packers are 12th in the league at stopping the run, though, 110 yards per game. So uh, not the greatest game for him to start. I think he was kind of pedestrian against the Packers in the first game this year anyway. <clears throat> so I, I don't think uh, I'm not running to add a, you know, coming off an injury in a bye week, Dalvin Cook. So mm-hmm. I'll say that. The Lions and the Colts are going to lock up. You know, it's been quietly good. You know, we talked about whether or not Marvin Jones would have a shot, and he was not very good, so he's done. That was his shot last week against Atlanta. You don't you don't score against Atlanta much, then you're not going to score the rest of the year. <laughs> but Hawkinson's been quietly good. He's got four touchdowns on the year. He's starting to like starting to feel it. I think now. Look, it's not a great matchup here against the Colts, but then again, Cincinnati put up a bunch of points against the Colts, so maybe you know maybe there's more here than meets the eye. What's your uh, what's your take on the Colts and Lions this week? Uh, I just always fear that Hawkinson is banged up because as he was hurt all year last year, he played gimpy pretty much the whole season. And he even said coming into this year that he wasn't a hundred percent. So I always feel like he is going to be just a little behind the eight ball. And without that touchdown last week, I don't, I don't think we'd be talking about him at all. And that was at the very end of the game. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not super high on Hawkinson, although I do love his overall skill. I just wish Stafford threw the tight end more and trust him a little bit. Hopefully that grows throughout the rest of this year. Um, the Colts, I, I, I want to sit here and tell you to start someone on the Colts. It would probably be Jonathan Taylor, but they just haven't relented and given him the ball for a ton of carries, which is exactly what they should do against the lions. And I fear that they're not going to do it again. They're going to give him 13 carries or something. Yeah. Well, they're going to give him 16, 17. They're going to give like 10 to Naheem Hines. And 
Why is Hines getting any of those? Give 25 if they to gave Taylor. Him 25, I agree. Wear he out have a huge fantasy day. I agree. Yeah, I, I'm with you, dude, but I, I don't think I could go there either. Uh, Raiders uh, and Cleveland Browns are going to lock up here in this one. It's going to be in Cleveland, who's now 5-2. and two. Odell Beckham's out for the year, but it doesn't matter because Rashard Higgins looks good. I saw the stat. I think it was uh, my buddy Andrew Erickson posted this on Twitter about Baker Mayfield's quarterback rating, throwing the ball in his career to Rashard Higgins. And it's like ridiculous. It's like 158 or something. It's like, it's nuts. <laughs> and it's a funny little stat, but it's something that we even talked about in the black book a couple weeks ago. It's like, maybe it's time to start speculating on Higgins and not knowing what was going to happen here this week, but you know what? Here we are. Uh, Higgins is in play for me this week against the Raiders. And on the flip side of all people, Nelson Aguilar has got three touchdowns in a row. I mean, I, I know it's, you know, I know it's Nelson Aguilar, but at a certain point, when does a trend become something that we have to kind of relent to a little bit? When it's not Nelson Aguilar. I fair think, enough. Is, fair is enough. When, yeah, when fair. it does it. So I just can't, I can't stomach starting him, you know, because I, the, the week I finally relent and go, all right, he scored a touchdown three straight weeks or whatever it is. Uh, I start him. He gets the donut. Like that's just how it goes for Nelson Aguilar. Uh, I think Kareem Hunt, uh, obviously a great start. In this game, uh, the Raiders' defense looked uh, pretty rough against Tampa Bay last week. So uh, I, they're they're better against the run than they are against the pass. But I don't know. Are you confident in throwing Baker Mayfield out after coming off his career game? Because no, no, because okay. it was Cincinnati. No, I'm not. I'm not into Baker Mayfield. I am into Kareem Hunt as always. Uh, I'll be into Higgins. I like that's, Higgins that's where too. I draw the yeah, line and, there. I want to, you know, obviously not a start anywhere, but I want to watch and see if Donovan Peoples-Jones can get on the field a little the bit. The people's too. champ. Uh, <laughs> Titans at Bengals. Now, this one I'm going to be into because oh, Bengals yeah. defense is terrible. So it's it's going to oh, be yeah. a pay up for Derrick Henry. Week. defense is bad, too. So, yeah. Oh, even more, even more to the party. Let's go. Let's all get this is the game stack for me this week. Uh, Bengals and, and Titans. Uh, A.J. Brown's a star. Uh, Tannehill's in play. I mean, Burrow's going to be cheaper, so I might go there. Especially with Over, the lack under, of run game. Derrick Henry yards. Um, what are you saying? Um, one, one fifteen. Uh, yeah, I'll go over that. Uh, you were gonna say one twenty something. I That's was kind of like, where mm, I'm at. Yeah, it's a little too much. I was like one fifteen. I want to make it interesting. Bengals are giving up a hundred and thirty, or uh, excuse, yeah, one hundred thirty three point seven yards per game on the ground. So the uh, the uh, total for this game is fifty four and a half. By the way, in case you're. <laughs> Uh, over (laughs) (laughs) i want to say over too but if the Bengals prove they can't stop derrick henry this might be a 30 carry game for him so uh, yeah but you know wouldn't be surprising but it it, the titans like you said though but they just give up points anyway i mean it's they do oh yeah look joe burrow's gonna have to throw the ball which means tyler board and higgins are gonna be back in this one too i'm gonna i'm gonna be in for those guys this I, i might just have one lineup where it's just this game pretty much and just just this is it. Let's just go. I don't um, by the way, going back to the Browns real quick, just before it goes out of my head, uh, Bryant, if Hooper is out again this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's yep. another piece to be throwing in there as well. And we'll talk about that more on Thursday's DFS preview. But that's a piece going forward, especially with Odell out and Chubb out and they're missing pieces. He looked pretty good in that game. He's got some touchdown equity. Uh, this next game, Pats and Bills. No, thank you. I do not want any. I, I <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I want Diggs. Maybe I want Beasley. You know, in a full point PPR and DK, he's been very steady. He's got like 22 catches out of 25 targets in the last three games, Cole Beasley. Ever since John Brown came up lame with that calf, Beasley stepped up. And Beasley has stepped up too because 
the lack of the run game in Buffalo, he's become like the Julian Edelman. He's the run game. He's the five yard short pass. And, and you know, that's how you move the chains to Cole Beasley. And until that changes, he's viable too. But there is not one person right now, a viable fantasy option on the Patriots. And it's not a hot take. It's the truth. No, there no. I said it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Beasley and Diggs are the only two startable players in this game at all whatsoever. So, yeah, this is going to be when we're going over it in a couple days. It's going to be nope. Just skip it. We're good. Pretty much. I mean, no, I will say I will say Diggs uh, because he, even as good as Gilmore is, I, I mean, I don't know. I think Diggs can still break. It probably, you know what? I'll probably fade away from Diggs. It'll be Beasley in DK because I'm sure he'll be cheap. And that'll be it. That'll be the one piece, and then I'll save everybody a lot of time. All right, let's go to the 4 o'clock games here. It's three games at 4 o'clock. And my God, can we switch out 49ers and Seahawks to the night game? Can we get rid of Cowboys-Eagles? I mean, we, we switched the Seattle Seahawks last week when we had COVID issues. Why uh, can't we on, flex this game? I just want to hear one. What, which is the – is the, the Bills and Patriots the only game that you wouldn't put in over that one? That's uh, it. Well, That's I it mean, the me. four – no, no, I mean the four o'clock game. It can only be a four o'clock game flexed, right? That's on the schedule already. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I think. I mean, well, well, look. First of all, nothing. Well, yes, you're right. If that, if, you know what? You're right. I would watch any of these games, including the Lions and the Colts. I mean, even Vikings Packers. I would watch. I'd watch the Jets just get humiliated on national television. That would be fun for me. Plus, every time the Jets play at night, I get a better one o'clock game because I live in Jersey. So that works. I would love to see Tua's first start. Steelers-Ravens is the best game of the whole week, and it's at 1 o'clock. So, yeah, pretty much every game except the Patriots is a better game. Maybe uh, even Chargers-Broncos is better. Yeah, yeah, all the games are better. I mean, this game is going to be – it's going to be Ben DiNucci – versus uh, Carson Wentz with no offensive linemen. So you it's going to be awful. It's going to hey, be terrible. Have you met me? My name is Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. For the Cowboys, eh? eh? When was doing? the last time you saw him for real? Was it during your uh, – was it at your family reunion? Uh, it was – I saw I saw Ben at the christening before the oh, pandemic. Okay. Oh, of course, yes. Of course, because okay, yes. the Italians, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, Chargers and Broncos. Give me Herbert. Give me Keenan Allen. Uh, I'll tell you what, with the way the Broncos turned the football over, Chargers defense, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to rest on this a little bit. They could be a sneaky play this week, just from a turnover standpoint. Uh Broncos offense is the Broncos offense. I don't have too much in this one right off the gate, but do you have any feelings on this one? No, I think Keenan Allen and Herbert are your guys. The Denver defense has actually played well for how many injuries? They've suffered through this year. Uh, they're still 10th in total yards, uh, tied for you know 16th in points, so right in the middle, and real good on third downs, uh, uh, holding teams to 34.5%. They're tied for fourth in that. So Denver defense is fairly strong, but Drew Locke sets up short fields. and You never know what Drew Locke you're going to get. You might get the Drew Locke that's awesome and is throwing darts out there, and Jerry Judy is a thing now. Or you might get the Drew Locke that is throwing a bunch of balls to the Chargers. So uh, hard, hard to pick, hard, hard to pin down which one you're going to get. So I would say, yeah, well, for the Chargers, it's Herbert, it's Allen, and that's it. Considering the the 
the pass rush the Chargers can put, I, I think it's going to be him throwing the football to other people. <laughs> Just that that's yeah, my especially, guess. you know, Ingram didn't have any stats this week, but uh, you know, that that was kind of his warm up game. So Melvin Ingram should be in uh in Drew Locke's face this week a bunch. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh 49ers and Seahawks. Uh you know, I, I your guess is as good as mine who's running the football, but whoever it is. I want him, um, except except if it's Tevin Coleman. If it's Tevin Coleman, I don't want him. So here's the thing. Is it McKinnon this week? Is it Hasty? Because Wilson comes in out of nowhere, scores three touchdowns, and leaves. He's like the tooth fairy. I don't know what the hell to do with him now. And then they got the Seahawks who can't stop anybody, and they have no running backs either. So it's basically just Russell Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it should be. And no Debo Samuel for the Niners either. So huge Kittle week if you want to pay up for him. I, I I'm totally with that. And Ayuk, uh, I would go with Brandon Ayuk hmm. as well. So uh, I think he's going to be a decent buy this week. So uh, Seattle just people, really can't stop anything. Well, you see people you think go to lock it now in a heavy numbers and get away from Metcalf. Cause I think that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That I mean, I do too. Uh, we know that Tyler Lockett. I mean, that's the second time Tyler Lockett, Lockett has scored three touchdowns in a week. Right. So yeah. uh, he's just a boomer bust player. So I, I, I don't mind starting either one of them this week, DK or Lockett. Um, Would you I go think... with both of them with the running back situation where it could be down to DJ Dallas or whoever, you know, if unless Hyde's able to play? Would you go with Wilson and the two wide receivers or maybe a David Moore or somebody like that because, you know, there's some possibility there? Yeah, I mean, I, I could see the sack. David Moore is actually crazy cheap this week. 3,100 on DK 40. Well, there's talk he could get some carries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to be a little desperate at running backs, specifically if Hyde can't play at all. And it doesn't seem, you know, a hamstring injury, usually you miss at least a week. So it doesn't look like either one of those guys are going to play. So I am i don't hate Travis Homer either this week. Uh, 4,000 on DK 4,900 on FanDuel. He's not a bad buy either. So. And the last one, you got the Saints against the Bears. Oh, God, boy, Foles look terrible. I I know this is crazy, but I'll say it. Do you think it's time to go back to Trubisky? <laughs> Dude, I don't think I don't think Matt Nagy can do that and keep his job. So that, I don't this think was, he can either. This is why I said coming into the season, you should start with Nick Foles. And then when he fails, you go to Trubisky so Trubisky can be the savior and all that stuff. And, right. and play better and uh that's not what they did they started out with trubisky didn't work out they moved to Foles. he's not working out uh but really you know Foles said it uh i guess in an interview with uh collinsworth and michaels la- last week where uh he was saying yeah matt just doesn't know that i don't have enough time to make some of the throws on the plays he calls which is a ridiculous thing for a quarterback to say he should just he, he should have never said that to anyone in the media. But if you're going to say that to someone, how about saying it to your coach so that he doesn't call those bad maybe plays? He maybe he has. Maybe he has. Well, it's yeah, tough for any offensive has, right. line to look good against Aaron Donald, but the, the Bears' Very offensive true. line isn't good anyway. So let's just let's Yeah, call but it was it just is. heaves. It was just heaves from Foles yesterday. It wasn't actual throws. It was just, uh, I got to throw this because this guy is right on top of me in a second. So... Uh, Nick Foles, um, not looking good. That offensive line, not looking good. And I don't expect a lot to change. You know, the, the one thing the saints can do is put pressure on a quarterback and it's, I think it's going to be an ugly day for the bears. Yeah. Uh, what about the saints offense too? I mean, it's been an ugly days. Like it's just kind of 
bunch of no-name guys scored. Camara was a little disappointing, all things considered. Thomas is never on the field. Ugh, the Saints, I'm just over it now. Like, I tried to make Traquan work. I know I'm not the only one. A lot of us did. It did not happen. We thought, okay, it's a good spot. And then, no, he found other guys. I think I'm out on the Saints. And, of course, you got the night games, the Cowboys and Eagles, and the Bucks and Giants on Monday night. But Sunday, you want to take a guess? I don't know if you saw it or not, what the uh, line on the Eagles-Cowboys game is. I didn't see it. I'm going to guess it is the Eagles by four and a half. Higher, Bob. Six. Higher, Bob. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Eagles of the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, oh, and, and Nelson Aguilar is healthy. I mean, not Nelson. Oh, excuse me, Jalen Rayguard's healthy. <laughs> Sorry, Eagles fans, did I give you a heart attack there? My bad. <laughs> what? What? What did we trade? I meant to say uh, Jalen Raygor. Not. I get my um, Aguilars and my Raygors confused sometimes too. You know, I, I guess I'm surprised at that initial line, but because it's going to be Ben DiNucci, I probably I mean, how shouldn't is it not? Be. You probably shouldn't be. The no, the total is 43 and a half. They've got. I mean. What's your over-under on carries for Zeke in this game? 50? I mean, the <laughs> guy should get the ball 40 times. They, they, they should. Uh, yeah, I, but we said that know. last week, and it didn't happen. And the week before, they don't it didn't do happen. do it. I, Mike McCarthy is crazy. I Like, I, this is such a bad hire, and it's going to set him back for a couple years. Uh, and who knows what's going to go on in the offseason with Dak. But it's it's rough being a Cowboys fan right now. Here, here's a question for you. If you're the Cowboys, don't you think you should call up the Chargers and be like, hey, yeah, Tyrod Taylor fella. What, what's he doing? Can we How about uh, you call Colin Kaepernick? Well, you know, but, you know but, but but for what? It's Jerry Jones, so I don't expect that to happen. Like, I okay. live in the real world. But Tyrod Taylor, I think, could move this offense. You live in the real world Seattle? Is that where you live? Yeah, or the real, real world, world Hawaii? Yeah, any of them. Um, but uh, <laughs> don't you think Tyrod Taylor would be the guy? I mean, what a, what a great savior of the season, right? Tyrod Taylor, because, you know, even if the Cowboys lose, mathematically they're still in this division <laughs> yeah but i mean why not just tank and try to get a justin fields or a trevor lawrence if you're not going to pay well, that's what, looks what the patriots are doing <laughs> <laughs> they came out wouldn't that be like, like here's the worst case scenario right end of the year jets start to play a little better they win two games one of which is against the patriots right <laughs> oh. next thing you know they don't get Trevor Lawrence. Like, I mean, they can't even lose right sometimes. It's just, it's misery. Misery, yeah, I tell I you. mean, it's not, like I say, it's bad to be a Cowboys fan, but it's not nearly as bad to be a Jets fan. At least, <laughs> at least with the Jets, though, you know everything's going to change pretty soon. Like, as soon as the season ends, Adam Gase is getting fired. You're getting a new head coach. The potential to have Trevor Lawrence or you know, a very, very high-end number one pick is right there. So I think there's light at the end of the tunnel. It, you're in the middle of it if you're Dallas now. You have a, an injured star quarterback. Your team should be much better. They might think that they're going to be good to go next year if they pay Dak and keep McCarthy. So, you know, oh, McCarthy not, ain't – no, no, no. He's Well, gone. there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Jerry Jones keeps saying that uh, McCarthy's my guy. So I don't care. He's gone. He's gone. I've known Jerry Jones stuff long enough. I've been doing this long enough. You have too. This is an embarrassment. And they do not like to be embarrassed in Dallas, even That's though true. they get embarrassed more often than not. He's going to get fired. He is but going I mean, to at be what one point, like, What point do you have to recognize that the good franchises keep their coaches forever? You know, uh, Well, Bill but Belichick's Dallas kept Garrett forever, and they took a lot of heat for it. 
You think if yeah. Garrett was there, they wouldn't have turned and hand the ball off 25 yeah, times a Zeke? I didn't guarantee you they win would. anything. Like, you know, you could give a guy 10 years. If he doesn't win anything, okay, goodbye. It just I, seems I don't like the team McCarthy has already quit years, on McCarthy. That's the thing. Does. I think the team it has does. quit on McCarthy. The I team mean, is already leaking information. It. They don't like him. The, so the big the big thing for me, that and, and he even said it himself, uh, what McCarthy did was when they didn't go and beat the bejesus out of John Bostick after he uh, took that cheap shot on Andy Dalton. Like, what are you doing? I kept saying that if that was, if somebody did that to Roethlisberger, Marquise mm-hmm. Pouncey would leave in handcuffs because he was beating the crap right. out of whoever did that to him. So uh, for them to just go, Hey, are you okay, Andy? And not do anything to Bostick was, uh, was kind of telling for this team. They have no fight right now. Yeah, I agree, but we got a lot of fight left in us, luckily, so make sure you tune in on Thursday, and you can listen to the DFS preview, we got a little hot take, we got you warmed up, and then we're going to cash in on Thursday, hopefully, so make sure you join us, and then Friday for the wagering show, and again, go get that LineStar app, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, at LineStar app, at LineStar NFL, at Bogman Sports, and at Joe Pizapia 17 that'll do it for us, there's nothing left to do now, except down, set, win! You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a review, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman.